everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of The Chat. We are finally celebrating 60 years of General Hospital. We are so excited to do such a thing today. But before we get into everything, let's check in on our co-host. Alan, how are you? I'm fine, and I can affirm that none of us are catfishes. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring it up. I just knew it. Um, Rodrigo, how are you, my dear? Well. It's not intentional, but Sprina Nation, we taking over the 60th anniversary of General Hospital. That's how you do it. Luke and Laura, who? Okay. That's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, and I'm a card-carrying Sprina fan, you all know, but why you sound like Ryan Seacrest on live? <laughs> now it's live with Kelly and Mark. But <laughs> oh, oh. We'll All get right. more into that. Oh, I'm so happy about that. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, Tiggs, how are you, my dear? I'm doing pretty good, considering. Okay. Now, I, I want to I wanna <laughs> tie, Carly, tie Carly's ass down to some fucking train tracks. Ugh. Okay. Well, anyway, so, yes, we are here to look back on the 60th anniversary week of GH. Uh, which began with Epiphany's Memorial, and then we went into the Nurses' Ball. Anna was shot. Victor Cassidyne's plan was set in motion. And we'll even discuss a little bit about what's going on right now with the Sprina adventure um, and all the good stuff. Um, but first, let's look back on 60 years of GH. So Monday, April 1st, 1963, Oh, wow. The number one song for this day was He's So Fine by the Chiffons. Happiness is a Warm Puppy by Charles M. Schultz was the number one best-selling book. John F. Kennedy was the president of the United States. But then at 1 p.m. Eastern, the Frank and Doris firstly created soap opera General Hospital premiered on ABC. The soap started off rather quietly as Dr. Steve Hardy, played by the legendary John Baradino, for 33 years walked into a patient's room a car crash victim by the name of Angie, and so kicked off the next 15,252 episodes, 15 Emmy wins for outstanding drama series, 90-plus weddings, and so much more. A lot has happened in the bustling city of Port Charles, New York, and with still over 2 million people tuning in a day, it is clear that we still can't get enough of mob shootouts, code blues, strange diseases, lust, salvation, and iconic characters. We are so ready to unpack the 60th anniversary week and so much more on this very special episode honoring the amazing work that has been done by the casting crew of General Hospital for 60 years. But before we get into everything, let's go ahead. We'll go around the panel. We'll get a rating on a scale of one to five like we did for Wyandar's 50th anniversary week. And then we'll discuss all the major storylines. So, Alan. On a scale of one to five, how would you rate the actual 50th anniversary week that went from Epiphany's Memorial to the shootout to Victor Cassadine's plan um, and to the nurse's ball? What do you give it all? I'm going to give that a four. Because you know I like the nurse's ball. And it, yeah, she did a pretty good nurse's ball this year. I like the Austin Green doing her number. And they actually did have a good drama this year. It wasn't a total flop. And yeah, so. And the 50s Mori episode was actually really good. 
I would have preferred they would have kept Piffy alive, but I understand why they did what they did. So, yeah, I gave it a four. Sounds good. Starting off strong. Um, well, Rodrigo, you're like kind of our resident GH fan on the podcast. So what do you give the 60th anniversary week of the show? Okay. Um, yeah, I know I love my GH. Uh, I'm going to give it it's probably a weird score. I would have gave it a five out of five, but those first two episodes of the Nurses Ball, <laughs> oof. Um, let me just start with the bad, and I'll get to the good. Okay, I'll get the bad out the way. So, so three and a half, I gave it. Okay, but those two days, I'm sorry, they need to stop with this the red carpet shit. That shit is very corny. Uh, it stopped being fun when Brad and you know when Brad and Britt used to do the uh, the commentary, but now Britt's dead and Brad wasn't even near, wasn't even at the versus ball. I didn't even think I saw him. And it's just the the, the interviews are very cringe. And then uh, those first two, it was it was very boring. And but it picked up. It picked up. I think the action was so much better. Prior, like following the nurses ball. Mm-hmm. With you know, with Valentine shooting Anna, and that just started a whole tr- trigger effect from him taking Spencer and and Trina secretly in at the Haunted Star to get her man, and you know that's when the drama really picked up. But if they didn't have those first two days, I would have gave this at least four and a half out of five or something like that. But that's what was keeping it from a perfect score for me. Sounds good. Tiggs, what about you? What's your rating on one to five for the actual 60th anniversary week? Mm, uh, it's not a three. Um, yeah, uh, 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 Epiphany's death memorial was really good. Love, uh, uh, Yvette Nicole Brown. Girl, you better, you better, uh, you better submit for that guest star in because you did a wonderful job, sweetie. Um, yes, I wanted Epiphany to stay live and it, yes, it was nice the way it all came about, but fuck that. She should have stayed alive. I don't care. <laughs> like, no. It, it's been enough death and just, no. They, no. She should have just stayed alive. They should have just written her out. Yvette Nicole Brown could have been her sister, her cousin or something that came to get her belongings or something. It could have been something else. I No. But what they did, it, it was sweet. It was cute. It was nice. I liked that they mentioned her at the nurse's ball. This can be the last nurse's ball. Y'all know I did not pick up the gay gene of loving musicals. I don't give a damn. I don't care. And I definitely don't like them in my soaps. I don't care. It it just, like like he, like Rodrigo said, the rare carpet, like, Chandra Wilson, you look great, honey. You, 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 you're a true fan of the show. You came on. You, you got to play with your faves. Then you collected a check. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I, yeah, I just, I, I didn't care. The only thing that I cared about the nurse's ball was, like, the shout out to Epiphany, you know, the tribute for Bobby and Lucy busting her shit in front of everybody on the same stage. I mean, if we couldn't get on her draw, we at least got her embarrassed herself like she's supposed to do every damn year. But, I, yeah, the, the action picked up. Yeah, I'm like, where are we going? The first couple of episodes, I, I just, I, I'm just exhausted. I just... When Chris and Dan come back from this writer's strike, they don't deserve to come back. But when they come back, Tighten these stories up. 
quit dragging them forever. They're boring. They drag forever. And then they have, they peter out at the climax. It's like when you're having sex and yeah, it's going okay. And then, you know, when you about to come and then they come before you come and you don't get to come and you just pissed off about it. Like it felt good doing, but it took too damn long. Now you didn't came and now yeah, you, no. you, you ready to move on? Okay. So anyway, um, <laughs> well, no, well, no, well, I'm sorry. I'm not that, trying that link, I think it's like that link conclusion. That was an example of like, why? Yeah. It's like, it's bullshit. Like, like we, we, why we still all this story? Time this is a two year story. This story started two years okay, ago. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Nobody, yeah, it started two years ago. Brianna Lane was playing uh, uh, Brooklyn when the story was still going on. Like this is, it's ridiculous. Like, okay, like, okay, a man of sentence, baby, is walking and talking. Shit. It's like, <laughs> God damn. Like, it, 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 it sudden, just, they exposed it, waste, it, it took too fucking long. It and just took now, too long. Chase went a whole talk. year and a half without being a cop, which is bull fucking shit. You know, goddamn well, a straight white cop in upstate New York would not have been suffering like that. He would have been got his fucking job back. So, yeah, so Nor punching someone and signing it out for killing someone. We're gonna get yeah, to like, all of the storylines and dissect. Oh, but yeah, but no, oh, yeah, the anniversary. Week, yeah, it was let's just, just stick to our ratings now. It, okay. eh, eh, eh. Yes. Um, like I said, it was a three. It it, it could have been better. It wasn't god awful, but yeah. Like I said, I, I enjoyed YNR's fiftieth anniversary better than GH sixtieth, to be honest. And oh, I'm yeah. shocked. I'm saying that, yeah. Yeah, I, I think know. you know. I, I did because because it was yeah. so nice to see Mamie and, and Leanna Love and Nina and and Gina and, and everybody. It, it was that was nice. You know, they, like G H didn't really bring back no fucking body. Cause, well, thankfully, because a lot of the, no, I'm gonna say a lot of the rock and fucking bets. Yeah, a lot of the rock and fucking they they brought they back Tondra Wilson. <laughs> I will it's say like, the ones that are already there, the Bobbies, the Lucys, the Robert, the Annas, the Lauras, those are the ones that really put the show on the map and they're still there. So I am just like, and the ones you want to bring back either are dead, want nothing to do with this show no more, or can't come back on this show anymore. So I was just like, well, you got to use what you can. And then we got Emma Sam's back. We got Jane D. Elliott back, at least. Um, so, I mean, yes, but, we didn't I mean, get- Rodrigo, we're also just what take this comparing it to is we're just talking about that week of show yeah like it's like, like yeah, we're like, not like, talking yes. about i get it that we had to hold off our show because i had something personal going on no, and, you know, i Jay didn't like the line all week anyways but, i thought that should you know like takes is just meaning like just seeing old faces and that we didn't know <laughs> we weren't 15 episodes into Y&R's whole entire month of March when we went to record our Y&R podcast. So like Tiggs is just meaning like that for him, that 50th anniversary week. Um, yeah, that, and, and it, it was. It was great seeing the athletic club again and Y&R looking like Y&R, like they had some fucking money again. So yes, I did enjoy it. It felt like the Young and the Restless game. And this, like, don't no, fuck that. They could have done more. Fuck that. You should have gotten Vanessa Marcel on the fucking phone. I don't give a damn. And Jane Elliott should have came back sooner. I don't give a damn. 
They had months. They had since September of last year, the beginning of season 60, to get this shit off the fucking ground. And they should have did. The yeah, I know where GH kind of beats Y&R is GH's long story has been better. Like, okay, what are yeah, we Yeah, yeah, the long story has been better, but it's yeah. like, it's like, come the fuck on. Like, no, I want, like, because Ron, bitch, you won't notice. When that hourglass turns 60, I want some fireworks, bitch. But <laughs> yeah, like, no, because these shows need to be grateful that they're still on the fucking air. So you give, you write us a fucking love letter, damn it. You tell us thank you, and you show us thank you. Yeah, for me, I I would love those returns. I mean, who? I mean, who? Who says that Frank didn't ask them to come back? I mean, they could have said no. I mean, they. I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Vanessa Marcel, that girl's been saying she's coming back for ten years, and she's never come back, and she's not even doing anything. I'm not being. I'm not being shady because I follow her, and I'm like, there's no reason why she should not be back on this show. But that's just me. Um, Jane Elliott, I mean, look, that that was the plan to get her back. She was she had nothing to do with the nurses' ball. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Rena Sofra ain't doing shit. And Rena Sofra has already said, if they come a knocking, we can talk. Where's my Laura Cirillo? Especially like as that. her daughter still, reveals that. There are still that. plenty of people. There's a good handful of people that could have came back for this 60th anniversary, even just for the week of the nurses' ball, just to pop in and say, hey, how y'all doing? Yeah, the hospital saved the bitch a couple of times. How y'all doing? Can't have a joke. <laughs> it could have been something like that. No, there's no excuse. There's nothing. Um, Where's Denise Alexander? Denise, my girl, she would she would have came back at least via, via video. We didn't even have Laura for the nurses' ball because Jeannie Francis was somewhere with Jonathan Frakes and them goddamn kids and asking some motherfucker where should I come to that goddamn nurse ball? <laughs> um, so yeah, for me, I am giving the actual 60th anniversary week that we're discussing first and foremost. I'm going to give it a two and a half out of five. <laughs> I was <laughs> very underwhelmed. I mean, and it's so funny because before we started the show, I'm like, oh my God, I'm loving everything or just about everything that's happening right now. Um, but, you know, yeah, it was very underwhelming to me. And coming off of such a hot January and February, I was so excited to see what they were going to do for the 60th week. And like Tig said, I love Chandra Wilson too. She's great. I've watched every episode of Grey's Anatomy. Bailey is in my top three favorite characters of all time. Chandra looked great in the gown. Um, but I'm kind of over that stuff because that shouldn't have been a whole entire episode. For 36 minutes, we sat there and they were just running down character names. And that was it. Like, it was so boring. It was so... And, and that's my whole fucking thing. That, that money y'all gave Chandra Wilson could have went to a Vanessa Marcel. Could have went to a Denise Alexander. But even then, you know, that Sarah. whole, like, introduction, that should have been 10 minutes of a 36-minute episode. And then we get into the meat and potatoes of what's going on on GH. Um, I yeah. also think... Um, also, for me, there were a lot of non-anticlimactic things happening. I thought the Gladys thing was stupid. I don't know why Bonnie Burroughs is on my screen. 
I'm sorry, I get it. You need to work like everybody else. And it's not your fault because the writing for Gladys, to me, I've never liked the character. Um, that whole thing with Cody was absurd. He stole my bracelet, his pockets. Oh, please. Okay. Um, <laughs> Milo number was fun. Um, the Blaze and Chase number, they could have kept that in the drafts. I thought the oh, scene that was, was terrible. The music choice was off. The outfits were awful. Um, I'm glad that gal who plays Blaze is on her way to the unemployment line. Um, I'm over Chase so he can go with her. Um, Link, I don't know where they got this Edge of Night final season villain, um, but I'm over that. So I'm glad that that seems to be wrapped up. Um, Overall, this was just very boring. I'm like, Gene and Shelly did better nurses balls than this. Um, This was just, nothing was really happening um, until we got to very late in the week with the Liesel trap door act, which I thought was one of the most interesting things to happen. Um, I'm over Willow's whiny bitch ass. Um, I'm over Michael's for that matter too. Um, Carly and Drew, nobody cares. You didn't even do anything with stocks and shares because the company never merged, whatever. I don't know. It was very disappointing. It all felt very out of joint. And also, my last thing, so I don't ramble too much longer and we can get to the meat and potatoes of the stories, is this is there is no way possible that this could be the 60th anniversary of just the hospital. Um, I understand that Josh was ripping off what he did, did at Days of Our Lives with Dina Higley. So it's the bicentennial Genoa City. But that makes more sense than you telling me that Dr. Hardy checking up on Angie was the very first time anybody had been in that hospital. Like, come on, that was some bullshit. This could no, have been- it, it, it should have been a situation where, no, they could have said that the hospital opened at the beginning of 1963 and things were delayed because one of their co-chiefs of staff was murdered because of Brit's death. That would have made sense. Like, okay, we have to postpone things for a few months because of Brit's death. I understand that. That would have been fine. But like you said, Casey, no, ain't no way in hell. Steve, January, like April first, nineteen sixty three. Steve Hardy just walked in, and his first patient had this big ass car accident, and this just set off sixty <laughs> years of mob shootouts and crystals and all this shit and mad. Like no, well, you know, the Ice Princess, whatever. Yeah, no. yeah like it just set off <laughs> all this shit. Like, so you you mean this one little itty bitty car accident? The first day the hospital was open just set off a chain of events that led to six decades of this shit. Honestly, it should have been the 100th anniversary of the actual hospital if they wanted to go that route. Um, Or even, you know, they retconned it in 1993 saying it was Dr. Hardy's 30th anniversary of working there. So even if they wanted to go based off of that retcon, yeah, that would have been fine. But um, this is not the first time they did a retcon, like you said, that. The yeah. 30th wasn't, wasn't uh, Steve's 30th anniversary at the hospital. <laughs> exactly. Steve was like, I had 10 years. That's when oh, you yeah, yeah, was, that was was when and Clara Levana did that. Exactly. So now, this actual 60th, yeah, that that whole setup was, yeah, that was Because they wanted, too. okay, I don't want to be mean because this is no shade to her because we love her. We've had her on the show. But I feel like they just wanted that to be a moment for Laura Wright to act like she's at the daytime Emmys to say, how? Yeah, it's 16 years of GH. Oh, that, like, okay. speaking of that, that one, when 
Carly and Bobby and Josh came on the red carpet and then they Carly <laughs> said something on the red carpet. She's like, I always get what I want or some shit. I was like, is this supposed to be about AIDS and HIV awareness? What are we talking about in this in these Thank interviews? You. Nothing that they forgot the nurses' ball is about HIV AIDS awareness. I did love all my favorite parts were with Bobby. And yeah, that's why I said when they, when they gave Bobby that shout out. Well, oh, because I also love the scene movie. that Bobby and Sonny had. I love that um, moment. Yeah, I, yeah, I like that too. I loved it, even though and they and they named you know Bobby's like even though I don't like the way you treat my daughter. You've always been generous to the hospital and given money to the Stone Case Memorial. They're talking about Stone. I was like little touches like that. I like I enjoy moments like that when they actually sit down. I would love to like a Stone flashback, and that was my other problem. It was, it was a lack so, of Bobby's flashbacks were great. They were nice. Bobby's flashbacks were great, and I love the flashback of Felicia, but. GH, I need you to stop acting like you're a primetime show. You are still a daytime soap opera. You have not been on for just five seasons. You've been on for 60 years. Soap operas do flashbacks. I'm sorry. It's a staple. Every soap opera does them. You're supposed to show those flashbacks. And don't tell me enough with the blurred out faces and the cost too much. It does not cost a million dollars to show a flashback from 1979. Because you silence all of them. So it's like, it's not like, you know, Laura's going to flash back and we're going to hear Blackie Parrish singing. It's like you mute all of your flashbacks. So uh, what are you really having to pay people for? Yeah, like, yeah, they they have lacked flashbacks. Even the other day where Laura had that flashback when she was on the Harm Sponsored Star. When it was called the Titan, she was trapped on there. That was like a, literally a five to ten second flashback. Like it was just like, okay, I thought it was cute the way they used that because that was but, a good idea. But like they said, it like cute. Katie it was said, cute. Like, her talking to Trina about how to, the equipment and whatnot, and you see her flashing back to when she was on that same boat, and she remembers all the, you know, just remembering the equipment and what it looks like and. I thought that was really well played there, but yeah. No, no, I, it was, but they I should have like we need more flashbacks. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, no soap, no soap I have ever seen in my thirty-seven years of living does flashbacks like the days of my lives. Mm. So it's just like no soap. The other soaps have their cute little flashback, but no soap does it like days, and no soap ever will. But yeah, they could have did a lot more. A lot more because you're you're not paying these, the people that that are in these flashbacks are on the show now. It ain't like you got to shelve out any extra money. Like Casey said, you could have silenced them. You didn't. You don't have to have any actual like they they like they was gonna have like Pat Benatar or somebody playing in the background. Like what the fuck? Like just show a fucking flashback. We could have gotten some standalone episodes. That, and that's another thing. Y'all so worried about budgets? Do you know how cheap a standalone episode is? They could have gotten every better standalone episode. You know how much fucking money that would have saved them? And I think, piggyback on that, text, I think this should be the end of the Nurses Ball. And you can do You can do just standalone episodes for the anniversary week. So the next time they have one, well, Frank usually does little things every year for the anniversary. But like, if you're going to do something, do something for the week. Do a Laura-centric episode, a Bobby-centric, uh, uh, 
uh, Lucy, uh, Felicia, and uh, Anna, something like that, where you honor the vets that are still there and do a and finally do Elizabeth Weber tribute episode. God damn it. Uh, you know, just do something like that. The nurses ball. I'm sorry. Y'all can kick rocks. Like I'm sick of that shit. Like that shit is so corny. Those performances are dumb. Um, it's very, it's very embarrassing to watch sometimes. It's like, Frank, we, can we let yeah, this it, go? Like, it's, it's one of those things where if God willing, they make it to 65, do it again. This one, them should do it every five years because I don't need it every year. Like, yes. Uh, between 1994 and 2001, when y'all had a budget and the st- stories yeah. were good, hell yeah, bring on the motherfucking nurses ball. I, I mean, honestly, old. maybe they should have just had, like, you know, so coming off of Epiphany's death, maybe they should have just had a gala, um, a, a, no nurses ball, I'm done. Um, you know, if they it's had totally a really good. nice event, and then it just felt very. It felt very rushed because it's like, no, we don't do the nurses ball in April. We do it in June. Like back in the day, like Casey, like why are we gonna remember? Like when they did it yeah. in the '90s, like Lucy started talking about that shit in January. Like it was like, a, it was damn near a six month lead up to the nurses ball. Like they knew what they were doing. Like this just felt like something they pulled out of their ass. Like, well, but here's the thing. Many, I think I know why. Cotton, real quick, Rodrigo, I'll just add that this is my issue with continuity as well, because they were talking about the nurses' ball back in like September. And oh yeah, because because Nina all had all of their story. Yeah, yeah, Nina had confirmed that they were going to do the. But all of a sudden, Maxie and those terrible moo-moos is like, oh my god, we have to find a nurses' ball for you. Uh, okay, you already had one. It was booked. It was just, just over, and, and my whole over thing, this for Maxi. You all, I can't. And my whole thing, like with the nurses' ball and with the Metro Court, like that should have been like a 10 year contract locked in exactly. deal. Like it shouldn't yeah. have even been. And so what? Carly's not there anymore. Olivia's still there. So it's just like, and she's a fucking quarter main now. So that shouldn't have even been an issue. And then for them to really act like that, ooh, is Nina going to say no? Well, first off, no, because she said yes six months prior. <laughs> but also, <laughs> of course not. Nina, and, and, and I'm so sick of the over like, dramatizing of Big Bad. And I'm so sick of that shit. We'll get on to that later. Oh, one more thing about Nurses Ball. I, I hated everybody's fucking dresses, but Nina's in trance. Like the women did look like, especially all everybody's faces look. I like Tanisha, like, but no, I like, um, well, yeah, yeah, Tanisha, Tanisha, Jordan, yeah, Tanisha Hopper, she like, oh, Jordan was yeah. body, she had no, a okay. body, the body, adi, adi. But yeah, no, okay. She walked out that say, Yeah, I'm not gonna say no. All the women looked wonderful, but what was this whole fucking sequence thing like? They, why was every woman in fuck? That's why I like Trina's dress and Nina's dress because they rocked them fucking seats. Because it Cause used to be exactly. Exactly. Okay. And then that, that hideous, no gaudy bullshit they put on Cursing Storms. I'm just like, I am sick of this shit. And now, you know, she, she's debuted her, her, her dark hair. And I like the dark hair, but at the same time, Cursing, you've always been a brunette. You should have slowly darkened it. Like, I think she went a little too extreme with it. She looks good with it, but I think it's a little too extreme. I just wish they would stop dressing her like Alex Bornstein on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. 
It is ridiculous. She is drop dead gorgeous. And right, and yes, she has game. And like I said, yes, she has game with, but I guarantee you, if you met Kirsten Storms in person, she's probably teeny and tiny and so petite, and she just got a, a little a little bit more breasts, a little bit more booty. So the fuck what? The woman is 39 years old. And she's she's a mother. So the fuck what? You can dress her just fine. Look at Lizzo. Yeah, Lizzo is is big and beautiful, and they put her in gorgeous things. And Kirsten Storms ain't nowhere near Lizzo's size. Why y'all can't dress her appropriately? That damn wardrobe department. It's like y'all, y'all finally got Amanda Seton dressing cute. It took it's you not, motherfuckers until it, it her baby was. It ain't just Kirsten Storms. Her baby Storm. was about ten months old. It, it ain't just Kirsten. They do this to Jeannie Friends. They've been doing this to Jeannie Francis for years. Yeah. I don't know why she don't yeah. put her contract. Don't be dressing me up in these moo-moos. Don't be dressing me up in these curtains. And but but no, but like with Laura though, yeah, I do want them to have more of a they do need to dress a little better. They should do better. She's a man. She's the goddamn yeah, she's man. She's a mayor though. So you know, Laura dresses in a lot of sports coats and, and jacks. That's it's, fine. That's fine. But, no, but when it is time for her to, you know, either be going to dinner with Kevin. Or, you know, she needs to speak somewhere, some, you know, I would have loved for her to be at nurse because I would love to see Jeannie in a beautiful gown. Like, you know, because there's, there's nothing, there was nothing wrong with her wait 20 years. Well, ago. and I didn't understand why the, okay, well, behind the scenes, we get it, whatever. But they should have said to Jeannie, honey, we're going to need to hold off on that vacation for a week. Because see, you play the mayor now, and this is the biggest event in the city. Every year, yeah, um, it did. It stuck out like a sore thumb that Laura wasn't yeah. there for nurse ball. And also, Laura yeah. should have been up there to speak. And this That's is where why we should've... I want the storyline. I need Laura out as the mayor. I need her off. Like, she, I yeah, she needs to be done. Not Mac. No. You know, Mac could totally be a great mayor. I well, think. we can go back to the story where Felicia damn won that, that mayor's race. All the musicals were I am fine with Felicia. <laughs> no, no, no. I love that Felicia is a P.I. again and having fun and kicking ass. And I love that. And also, yeah, you I'm fine with, with or you I, could just Or you could just put a day, pay, a day player as the mayor again. No, yeah, no, like they used no, to do I'm with no, Mayor Lomax. No, I'm yeah. fine yeah, like with Laura, Laura being the mayor because Mainly, Laura's the fucking mayor because she's the heart and soul of the town. And when Jeannie needs time off, it explains why she's gone. So that's why she's the mayor. So I don't care about that. Just dress her better, and le- and she needs to be there when she needs to be. But there. yet, the last time she was gone, they used a non-mayoral excuse. I'm like, <laughs> well, no, well, yeah, no, well, 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 okay, that's fine. They use Leslie. So what? But yeah, like you know, but yeah, I get it. Like other time, well, oh, I need to speak. I need to speak there, and blah blah blah. Hell, I got more problems with where the fuck she live at. Her and Anna need to switch spots. Mm-hmm. Anna got this big ass, sprawling ass manor, and Laura lives in a fucking apartment, and she's the damn. Anna does not have money like that. Because Anna does not have billions of dollars. Oh, oh, I'm sure she does, Alan. Oh, look, look, this is Anna Devane. How, talking how about. Anna have Anna, Anna gives me, rich. No, no, Anna gives me the type that whenever she was catching the bad guys with WSB and finding money, she was taking cuts for her motherfucking stuff. Anna ain't straight laced. I'm pretty sure Robert's ass is doing it too, and Fresco, all of them. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sean and Tiffany were. Like, cause that's the one thing about the spies on GH. Them motherfuckers ain't that goddamn noble. Shit. But yeah, I think, um, you know, so let's get into one of the biggest stories, because I think 
we've all discussed our disappointment with the nurse's ball. <laughs> um, but so <laughs> one of the biggest um, stories throughout the week playing out was Victor's revenge, shall we say, continued. Um, so because Lucy wanted to stick her nose into the nurse's ball, she ended up unwillingly giving away the location of the safe house, which led to a huge climax of Victor busting into the safe house, talking about how Valentine betrayed him. Valentine ends up giving Victor the ice princess necklace. Victor shoots Anna. Lucy escapes through a bedroom window. She makes her way to the nurse's ball. Everyone finds out everyone's alive. Anna's life um, is still hanging in the balance. She's out of surgery now, but is she out of the woods type of thing? Um, so a lot going on there. I think Finola Hughes definitely needs to win that lead actress trophy next year. Um, but yeah, Alan, let's go to you. What did you think of Victor's revenge climaxing? It was actually really good. And I wasn't expecting it to be good because the story's kind of gone on for too long. It's been a few years. You know, Chris has had this problem dragging shit out, but I liked Victor shooting Anna because, because he's not going to shoot his own son. And he's a lot of a motherfucker that is, I'm going to hurt you this way, motherfucker, because this is what you care about. And it gives Van a good angst for a little bit, while. Though uh, this probably puts Anna out of the spot of taking Victor down, so that's the downside to it. So someone else is going to have to take, take Victor down next month, I guess. Which is, which is probably going to climax. Well, and, you know, I love, like, the angsty part of it, like you said, Alan. Um, and I would have loved for Anna to be there, but I really love that they're taking time to work Jeannie Francis into this story so much. Yeah. Especially, you know, to relate back to the OG Ice Princess. Um, but it would have been so great to have Anna there kicking ass, especially with her girls um, who are all over the world right now. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was the best part of the week. Honestly, it's kind of like anything with Victor and Anna and Valentine. I adored way more than what was going on on my screen. Um, Rodrigo, let's go to you. What did you think of Victor's revenge? Well, no disrespect. Y'all know I love me some Charles Shaughnessy. He has brought, uh, different flavor to this role as Victor. I've appreciated him on this on the on the show and whatnot. But I'm ready for Ken Corday to go to Prospect Park and kidnap his ass. Not Prospect Park, Prospect Studio. Prospect Studio. Prospect Studio. Prospect Park ain't got nobody over there that shit. Get his ass back back at that Burbank studio today's my lives. Uh because I have had enough of Victor Cassidy. I, I, I'm loving the climax of it. Yes, Victor shooting Anna was not on my bingo card because I was for sure he's going to shoot uh, Valentine. You need but to like, stop with these bingo cards. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but, no, I but, knew he wasn't going to shoot Valentine. But like you said, the, 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 well, Alan, you said the better impact is for him to shoot Anna, the one person he loves most in the world, uh, except for Charlotte. Um, oh, who forever remains recast? She becoming the uh, Kevin Buchanan, <laughs> right? We're gonna she's gonna be 25, 25 when Lulu wakes up, right? She'll be 25 next year, chat. <laughs> but, um, 
yeah, yeah, I like that aspect of it. I love, you know, getting Sprina in there. Uh, is it's this is one of the best umbrella storylines that GH has going on. Uh, I again, Chris and Dan, Dan and Chris, your pacing really is irritating. Uh, because this again started two years ago. Uh, well, I know there were some things behind the scenes. Charles was out um, on leave for a certain, you know, for a private matter, and you know, kind of slow things down. But it's just it's it's been languishing. But I'm glad it's finally coming to a head. Uh, you know, climaxing it the you know the 60th anniversary season. Uh, it was a nice twist to it. You know, getting Laura involved, taking it back to the history. My only complaint about the whole thing is Robert Scorpio's, uh, the way they're playing Robert's reaction to this. Um, the love of your life, and I'm not talking about Holly, the love of your life, Anna DeVade, was just shot as fighting for her life. And you're too busy with this cat and mouse game with Diane. Um, I don't believe this is Robert. Robert's reaction is not believable for me. Um, in all this, um, Tristan's just on there to just collect his check and go home because if he really cared, he used to go online and, and call this shit out. They must have shut him up because I didn't hear nothing from him no more. So yeah, that's my only complaint about the whole thing is, is, is Robert. Well, I mean, but doesn't it kind of remind you of how Lucy was thought to be dead and Scott and Kevin have no reactions? <laughs> but like, my thing is you're seeing Robert you see him on screen but yeah but he's not him. having a reaction no he's not having a reaction to. he's like oh Anna's in surgery yeah Anna the love of your wife the, the mother of your daughter <laughs> your only child yeah <laughs> that one like yeah. I brought Anna tea when I have dinner Diane yeah I'm like okay that's that's weird but other than that yeah that, I'm loving and, the you know but that's also like like you said, Rodrigo, kind of what we were talking about, you and I, before we started the podcast is we're loving a lot of stuff, but there's little tiny things that make you raise an eyebrow, like Robert's reactions. No word about Robin. I mean, Anna brought up, you know, oh, I love, and it wasn't my time to go because I love Robin, Patrick, Emma, Noah, da 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 da, the Ricky Dicky, Donnie, and Mike, whatever. But it's like, you're kind of missing the soapy beat of it all. Um, because like somebody else said, um, and I think it was kind of Tiggs who started this discussion like two weeks ago on Twitter, it's time to offer Kimberly McCullough first refusal or get on with Eden Regal being Robin. Because I don't believe for a second, like most people, that Robin would just stay away as this all goes down and her mother almost died. Not fucking ever. Never. Or sending Emma to Epiphany's funeral. And she not there? Really? Um, even you could recast Patrick, too. Jason Thompson ain't coming back to the show, so if you wanted to something, <laughs> back. Well, uh, hopefully my nurse can fire him one day. I'm sorry, but Billy needs to go. Alan, though, he's not. God, but I, I don't know. Well, I don't even think Jason will even come back to the show. He blew fire or not. Yeah, but you know, I I have wishful casts, uh, Eden Regal and Drew Fuller 
forever now. And I think yeah, you can have a whole new Brad Patrick and, and Robin. That's fine. That's fine. It's just like Aaron's has been through so much shit that Robin has not been there for. Um, I don't believe Jason and Patrick would just send Emma and Felicia go grab her to go to the damn uh, <laughs> and like no, no, and then go to the safe house. Why would you even bring Emma to the safe house? It was dangerous. I was like, come on. Yeah, like no. Emma could have been shot. Like that. <laughs> like, it's just like not should I bring her over? Okay, here's your grandma in the safe house. She's supposed to be dead. Um, I was like, okay. Really, it's time to it's time to yes, give Kim first refusal. She don't want to do Kim is very, but she is my girl is the right thing and doing her thing. And I'm very proud for, proud of her. Well, Ron, we need to move this along. No, Ron, Frank, we need to move oh, this Ron, how'd I get it? <laughs> Frank, we need to move this along. I mean, Adam needs her family, like we can age. Um, Noah, is that the baby? Yeah, the kid's name is Noah, right? Yeah, uh, no. yeah, Noah Robert. Yeah. We can age Noah. We ain't seen him in years. He can be shit. Make him thirteen, something. I mean, I, let's come on. We let's let's do it. Let's just do it because it's not it's not making any no sense to me. Like Robin would be there if Anna was shot, like in surgery, fighting for her life. Not just seeing Valentin sniveling and whatnot. I mean, Anna has more family members in him. Let's stop this, please. And I feel like you know. Patrick could have been brought in to save her life. You know, oh, we're going to get the best of the best on. Yes. And there you and, bring it to Patrick. He's yeah. the only he's the specialist, you know, that can save Anna. Like, that's how they used to do. Remember? Like, exactly. you bring up, <laughs> I'm like, it would have been a perfect time, especially with a 60, if you could have brought them. I mean. Is that what Robert's insurance where, like, she has to die? She came back for Jason. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah. Patrick came in. So, yeah. But, oh, well. Um, Tiggs, what did you think of Victor's revenge during that week and Anna getting shot? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's one thing I will say about Victor Castine. He'll shoot the shit out of you. I mean, we already knew he had <laughs> murdered um Holly's sister right in front of her. Paloma. And then, and then like, he, he just threw... Uh, Deputy Mayor Ashby over that damn uh, off that bridge like she was a sack of potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) I miss my girl. I love her. He threw her like a sack. Yeah, he did throw her like a sack of potatoes. And she just went, huh? Poor Ali, girl. I know. Come on. uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) I loved my girl. She was my girl. Uh. But yeah, um, yeah, it, 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 like I said, it, yeah, it's been too long. Yes, Charles Shaughnessy needs to be back a day. I know we wouldn't see Shane. He's off contract now. So. We wouldn't see Shane until New Year's Eve. But yeah, like, yeah, because I'm I'm sick of Victor. I'm sick of him. This whole plot of bringing on, trying to create COVID's big sister, SAG Astra to, to, to kill four billion people. So yeah, we can I preserve thought, all the other people. I was watching just, a Marvel just, movie. I thought I was watching a Marvel movie just, for me. It's so fucking ridiculous. Victor is 75 years old. Why the fuck does he care about the future of mankind and the cancerize? Who the fuck cares? If you cared that fucking much, you wouldn't have played dead and stayed away from your fucking family for 40 years and, did like, not, and, and didn't claim your fucking son. I need... <laughs> GH to okay, this has been great. I, I'm I'm loving GH. I really am. 
And this is great nostalgia for the 60th. You know, we get young Jeannie Francis flashback. Um, this is everything for us as Spencer and Trina fans. But my gripe is, is after this, not only do they need to retire the nurse's ball, they need to also retire the ice princess. Uh, I'm yes. over. Uh, the, 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 is I, I, we can't, we can't keep doing these larger than life yeah. stories like it's 1980 anymore. Well, and this is because it's not plausible. It's nothing like, like you know, when happened. Jerry Jacks, when Jerry Jacks contaminated the water. That that was was he wanted, like that was good because he wanted money and all this and all that. It was like, that's fine. But for Victor to be looking for the ice princess just so he can kill half the damn world to, to preserve it when he's 75 years old. Who the fuck and cares? This is also I don't like give the two fifth... fucks about the future of the world if I'm 75. This is like also about the fifth time we've been through a let's do Ice Princess again. Because even the Chimera, they were talking about how there were shades of the Ice Princess in there. And, you know, how Helena was like, yes, go ahead. Here's my my, problem. my um, only problem was, the problem was, okay, you want to do an Ice Princess story. We ain't seen nothing weather, ain't no change in weather. They had that brief moment. Where it was getting so hot in March, I think that was last year. They had that brief thing where the weather was getting like unseasonally warm, and you thought they were going to go somewhere. It was you know, it was a like a blaze, like a summer blaze. You know, shit. Laura's like, "Oh, we have to wear coats to Epiphany's memorial." Oh. Yeah, like, nothing happened with the weather. Do you didn't see nothing happen? No, there was no action. At least you could have showed us, like you know. The temperature dropping from uh, seventy degrees to twelve below zero, and people start freezing on the streets. Also, like my thing is, is it's a little hard to do a climate story in twenty twenty three when that's what we're actually going through. But you're discussing, you're yes. discussing diamonds and uh, make guys. Like, why not? You know, why not say, "Hey, that girl Greta Thunberg, she might have something to this." <laughs> You know, you all are destroying the planet. Like, Maybe kind of modernize it a little bit. Bring up, yeah, a little, mod, you know, like when Trump signed that treaty. Or, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, I know, I know what they were going with it. You know, it's the anniversary. <laughs> they want to do something as a tribute. Well, but yeah, I'm like, to serve the wish.com version of Ron Calabari. Well, I'm I just I'm tired of that Ice Princess. I know that's what put the show on the map. I know it. We know we get it. We get it. We get it but it doesn't work in 2023 that's just dated no. it's like corny. i said a, a lot of this is just a lot like i said i say it about days all the time yeah a lot of this soap trope shit is outdated like the shit with gregory going on this man is suffering from lou Gehrig's disease why the fuck aren't you telling your your doctor son and your cop son you fucking idiot like, come the fuck on. I am so tired of these people having these debilitating, life-threatening diseases and they're not going to tell anybody. For what? That's stupid. It's stupid. And nobody well, gives a also, fuck about Gregory any fucking way, but for him to be acting like such an asshole with Alexis and all this stuff, it's stupid. It's fucking stupid. Why wouldn't you tell your brilliant doctor son that you have ALS, you idiot? That's stupid. It's also time to shorten, and we'll get into this, but what I will say real quickly as we continue to discuss the Victor story is they need to shorten these terminal illness stories because there is no reason why 
Willow's cancer is going on two and a half years. It's taken 84 years to kill this girl. Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's ridiculous. There's no her. way in hell. There is no way in hell. And she walking anybody, around like she don't got no yeah, disease. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> there's no way in hell that all they did was put from all they put his white makeup would still be alive all this time with no treatment. The little oh. bitch ain't had no fucking treatment. She had maybe five seconds of chemo after she had the fucking baby. That's bullshit. Willow would have been fucking plant food two months ago at least. Three months ago. Bullshit. No, really, Willow, yeah, Willow should have been dead by New Year's instead of bread. That's bullshit. They're just dragging their feet with this story. And that's what I hate about Chris and Dan. Quit dragging these fucking stories. You drag these stories for a year, year and a half, two years, and then you give us a piss poor fucking climax to it. I mean, we wouldn't be dragging stories if we didn't have 75 cast members. That's another problem. It's like, that's a, you can't pace these stories right when you, you gotta write for a thousand people. Is it, does it? No. in jail. No, no, it's Chris and Dan. It's Chris and Dan Rodrigo because they had as many people ten years ago, and Ron wasn't dragging shit out forever like that. It's Chris and Dan. No, it's, it's before Chris and Dan. Gene and Shelley were doing this shit, dragging. Uh, well, well, of course, those two fucking losers. Don't get started on them. It's not Chris and Dan. It's somebody telling Chris and Dan like this is what we need you to structure these stories at because it's just I know. Still, it's they still learned under words. they learned under Ron, and this is not the way he structures stories. It's just like you don't wait three years to climax a story. That's come on, like it's it's getting. Uh, I just once they end this Cassidine story, they just ended this link shit. They just hopefully Willow. This shit gonna be done. We gotta get back to the drawing board on like maybe short term stories. Maybe do tell them the <coughs> excuse me, tell them the style. Something, or at least like six to nine months. Shouldn't no storyline last no more than nine months nowadays. People don't have the attention span. And and not even just people having the attention span. Yeah. These, these writers don't have the wherewithal to make it compelling. At least back in the day, yes, Bill Bell, Agnes Nixon, like make them wait. But it was compelling to watch. Hell, even James E. fucking Riley could drag a story on Days of Our Lives back in 1996, two years. And it was compelling. Like Kristen got a Kristen ran amok for years, but it was compelling. So when I asked well, when Penelope ended up in that pool dead as hell, because like <laughs> it was it was worth the fucking wait. I think with General Hospital, a big issue is like when it comes to these disease stories, is you can tell they're not researched enough because. Nope. They don't know what else to do besides have somebody faint or somebody collapse or, you know, cry or take their makeup off. Because my thing is with Gregory's story, if it's not going to be David Rinaldi on One Life to Live, then you can keep it in the drafts. If you're not going to go there, and I know Michael Zaslow really had it, but if you're not really going to go there, then there's no point. And also, it's okay to fire people. Okay, have Gregory have the ALS. And you know what? He dies on Christmas Day. There you go. Wrap it up. You're done. Like, it's time to really kick these stories into high gear because, you know, this isn't Monica's breast cancer 
where they sat down and they researched it. So every day, every week, they knew what would happen to real breast cancer patients who were in Monica's situation. If you're not going to research it, then you have to shorten your stories. Well, yeah, and also what's happening too is these illnesses are happening to people we don't give a fuck about. Mm -hmm. We fucking hate Willow. We don't give a fuck about Gregory. We don't give a fuck about Hat Daddy, who turned out to not even fucking have schizophrenia after all. Like we my don't thing fucking is though, care about the people with Monica's breast cancer. Monica was a fixture of that show and popular for twenty years before she died. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, nobody gives a fuck about Gregory Chase. Because my thing is, during Alexis's surgery, we're hearing life-threatening surgery. She lost a lot of blood. Why wasn't her cancer brought up? Like oh, she sorry. had this horrible blood cancer. And to this day, we're led to believe she's still on medication for it. Okay, so why didn't you bring up the fact that, oh, she flatlined. Like, she lost a lot of blood. And because of her background with this blood cancer she had, she was knocking on death's door. Instead, and again, Finola Hughes did a great job. It's no slam on her purely talking about the writing. We have Anna wake up and talking in one episode. Well, they only did that blood cancer story advertised what those pills. I know they allegedly got the kickback, but my thing is, is you've led us to believe she's still on the medication for it. So whether you did it for allegedly the kickback or not, you need to still bring it up. It's just like when you give people lifelong illnesses on a soap, you've got to stick with them. And I know that's hard because these soaps change hands through the years. But it's like Maxi don't have one scar and has not taken one pill for that heart. Alexis's osteoporosis was done with after Nancy Lee Gron made that appearance on The View. Um, Anna's got the blood cancer. They never, Monica has never had a checkup in about 15 years for that breast cancer. Even though you're supposed to still get regular checkups. It's like... Right, and then, then, then Bobby with the diabetes. Yeah, they mentioned it here and there, but you ain't heard Bobby say shit about it. It's okay, Bobby was drinking and eating cake at the nurse's ball. She gonna die tomorrow. She she gonna have to get that foot amputated. It's like you know, yeah, it's like it's it's, it's no continuity. Like, and then yeah, if Anna is on medication. Anna was on the run and presumed dead for six fucking months. What, what was Felicia going to to the right aid and, and still well, that would have been a really good point of drama, actually. You know, what because, yeah, no, yeah, because like like years ago, like years ago, when 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 Tony snapped and, and and had Robin held up at that damn cabin, and she needed her HIV, her she needed her cocktail, and she was getting weak, and she just like Tony, I understand shit is fucked up, and you tripping right now, but baby, I need my cocktail. I'm getting sick. Shit. Robin damn near died because Tony's crazy ass wouldn't get her a goddamn cocktail. Oh, I hated that. Oh, don't bring that. I, I hated that too. But yeah, yeah I'm but just I see what like that. <laughs> Oh yeah. But the the last grade, as much as you know, we had our complaints about it. The last great disease storyline was was Mike's Alzheimer's. I mean that that, that was and that, even that bullshit went on too fucking long. That went on long, but it was researched very well. Um, and it was yeah for about movie. six months out of the three. Years. Oh, okay, because then after but, a while, then, was just it, random ass shit. He was it was him and him and Dina Murdron was neck and neck. But who was gonna be the foolish one, the buffoon this week? But at least, I mean, like I said, at least I found it more realistic for me. Um, 
No, you're right. It was. They fall, they no, fall, no, it was more realistic. They fall for six months. Time time. Not, yeah. They had, they had their problems, and, you, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, but they got a lot of rewards. They got awarded for that, for their portrayal of, of Alzheimer's and all that stuff. So this ALS thing, yeah, it's coming out of nowhere. Cause, yeah, not everybody cares about Gregory. We get it. Um I did like. I, will say, I do I love this scene. Gregory Harrison the other day. I thought they played those revelation scenes. They're actually really good in scenes together. Very Understand? It's like Nancy Lee Grand. They like put her in storyline punishment whenever she goes online acting, acting the fool, and then they just put her in storyline break or something because. Alexa, you were just messing with Finn. Now you're going to mess with the daddy. And I didn't understand this McMillan and wife type of uh, back and forth they were going on. And it was just dry yeah, to me. Also, I'm tired of them acting like Alexis is a very distant member of the Cassadine family. Because, you know, I thought it was a good idea that she was doing the cover story about the Spencer and Obrecht being kidnapped and Ace and whatnot. But Alexis should be involved in the episode. Yeah, yeah, because no, yeah, no, no, no. Because not a third cousin. Yeah, there is no way in hell that Alexis wouldn't be there at that hospital with Laura trying to do something. These are the children of her beloved nephew. Bullshit. Nicholas is nowhere to be found. Nobody's trying to fucking look for she him. Loves children Nicholas. have been kidnapped. There's no fucking way of hell Natasha Davidovich, right. goddammit, would just be standing just on the sidelines. I'm so sick of that. I want her and her daughters more involved. They're fucking Cassidines. Act like it. Especially Sam. Like, why is Sam just, like, chilling with Cody and all of them and not in the hall? <laughs> In the what did Kelly right. she, she had that one scene with Spencer. What did Kelly Marker do to you, Frank? You don't do nothing for her. She the old Sam McCall would have been again. This is involving her family. This is people that she loves are in danger. You don't think Sam would be involved because Spencer's got kidnapped? You don't have her reaction to Well, her. I really don't understand why um Sam wasn't one of the ones kidnapped either because. You know, Victor is really all about. That would have been better, Casey. If you kidnapped all of Alexa's daughters, if you kidnapped Sam and Christina and Molly and Spencer, because he wanted to rebuild the Cassidines and take them to the island or some shit. It's like, no, I get that. No, I get that, though, because, like I said, like, Alexis has kept them girls so removed. From the Cassidines. I know, but, you know, we have monologues about waxing. When Victor first got back, Spencer was like a little fucking sponge when it came to his Uncle Victor. So I get that. You know, he was easily influenced and impressionable. Christina, 30. Sam, 45. Molly, 23, and act like she's 51. But this is also, we're talking about, yes, I get what you're saying with being removed from the Cassadines, but Alexis is Miko's daughter, and you can't have... Alexis. No, no, I know. I totally get it. Yeah, they should be way Gregory. more involved with the Cast Nine family, but it's like that's what it's been based on the last twenty goddamn years. It's like cut to the next scenes of Victor talking about family and his great brother Miko's and how Miko's believed in family. You ain't got Miko's child there. 
you ain't got his granddaughters there. Like, girl, please. But yeah, but no, but that's just been a that's been a systematic theme with the show. It needs like, to stop being. It seemed like it 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 hasn't it's been like that for 20 years. Ever since Stephen Nichols left the show and Stefan was killed off. Alexis has been kind of kind of away. Yeah. Yeah. After that happened, yeah, you would have Helena talk shit to her here and there over the years. But it was that was it. That was it. And she well, would especially have with it. Constance Towers set to make appearances, you know. Well, and, and I and I love Constance Towers, and I'm tired of that. We don't Whoa, need no newly uh, created flashbacks with Lena and all that other bullshit. I'm tired of that. Like, I don't care if it's a flashback that she don't yeah, have with Valentine it's from be, 20 years ago. I bet she appears as a hologram, and I wish it's I was gonna there. be no, it's gonna be another lost tape Helena left behind. Where she's like Catherine Chancellor in her damn <laughs> When she's on camera, just say they filmed these scenes at Constantine's house. They, they, I bet you they see they filmed it at her house. She didn't have to come to the studio. They did a Zoom meeting with her for two days, and they're gonna splice her in for some shit. Like, watch, this is what it's gonna be. She didn't come to the studio. My thing is, is I would have been much more okay. So let's say you do the nurses ball, and. Leading up to that in January, have they done funky stuff with the weather? I think, you know, GH is really, it seems like the last soap with any budget, um, it, which is shocking. Um, but then again, it's network owned. But, you know, if you have all the people there at the nurses ball and stuff, Victor should have released something. You know, we should have had a huge explosion or an earthquake or, you know, something nurses ballish and. I don't know. It's just we're talking about putting all these people in jeopardy and peril. I'm just and who knows what's going to happen the rest of the month leading because clearly this is going to be their May sweep story. But it's I like something the nurse ball would have been a good distraction because he'd have to be PCPD distracted with something having yes, Alan. takes everyone. Yeah. Yes. Totally. It would have been the perfect distraction to release this. Um, what did Liesel call it? Toxin or parasite or whatever? It, but, just, it should have thought but, that more through. But yeah, but yeah. Well, I know I get what y'all saying, but like they couldn't have did that because he needed the Ice Princess to get the fucking coordinates so he can pick up this and that and bunkers and all this other bullshit. He wasn't gonna be able to do anything in Port Charles because he needed to go to Venezuela and all this other bullshit to get the rest of the shit. It, it's just like, it's but like, he should have gotten the rest of the shit last summer. It's like this is ridiculous to have this wait so long. Yeah, because right. And yes, Charles Shaughnessy did have some, you know, health issues, but the point is that shit should have been done before his health issues even came. Like by the time Charles Shaughnessy's health issues were brought up, we were well a year into the story. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, that ain't no damn excuse. And then you should have done a Zoom meeting with him. You know, Victor's got all these henchmen and stuff. Why couldn't we have a Zoom meeting video of Charles Shaughnessy saying, now you go to Venezuela and get this diamond. Like, you don't even need a video. You just get a phone call. Like you did with Leslie Yeah, Charles. a phone call. Perfect. A phone call, tape his voice, and put it in somewhere in some scenes. Like, it could have still been in more, you know, just as impactful. Yeah, it's like they really need to start thinking about they they gotta start thinking ahead because after all this is said and done I'm just like okay and it's kind of like that with all of these shows 
it's like once we like once we get to the to the meat and potatoes of this current situation, okay, what's next? Back in the day, once you got to the end of the storyline, you could kind of see the beginning of another storyline or another leg or another arc to the story. And now we don't have that anymore. It's because there is no long story. These motherfuckers are literally making this shit up as they fucking go along. Just throw anything at the wall to see the six or whatever the network is going to approve and all this other bullshit. And it's just like, no. Because like, wh- where do we go from here? Like, even with the situation with Kirsten Storm dyeing her hair, that tells me one thing. Y'all really don't give a fuck about the character of Maxie and you have nothing planned for her. Because back in the day, when you had something planned for an actress or whatever, shit like that, that that's a dramatic change that Kirsten did to her hair. A dramatic change. That would have to been network approved. Like, oh no, we, no, no. No, they probably just let Kirsten do whatever because they don't give a fuck. Because they have nothing planned for Maxie. Well, yeah, because she's an event planner. It's like... It, it's fucking ridiculous. Kirsten Storms is young. She's still young and beautiful. She's 39 years old. And they, they act like she's fucking Lucy's age. They act like Maxie is six. They act like she's Tracy Abbott from The Young and the Restless. Right. It's, it's just, it's fucking ridiculous. It's, it's too bad because I'm just, every time I see Maxie, I groan because I'm like, can we just get her an actual story? Right, because, because God, like, God, back in the day, they used to put Kirsten in these cute little outfits, and then, you know, when her hair would get too long, she'll give you a bitchy, cute little haircut and shit, and now we don't get none of that no damn more. I look back at some of them things, I get mad. I'm like, look how cute she was like that. And she can still be that damn cute. Y'all just gotta dress her. Ever since Nathan died, that Maxie character has been going down. Nathan's death was Maxie's last hurrah. Because, yeah, yeah, you're right, Rodrigo. It was because we went on with her. Peter was a fucking albatross around her neck for five years. Okay, Peter's been dead for a year now. And and then she gets saddled with Austin for a few months. Thank God that shit is over. But then it's just like, okay, what do we do? This is Mariah Maximiliana Jones. She is the daughter of a super couple. She is a legacy character. Do something with this fucking character. Bring back Dylan. Fuck it. Bring back Lucky. Bring back Casey the goddamn alien. Maybe he had an accident or something. Get somebody for fucking Max. And you already used her just right around. I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of it. Yeah, I'm with you, Alan. You know, if you're really not going to plan anything with her, then there's no point for her to be around because this isn't just a story like lull for her. It's not like she's in between stories. She hasn't had any story for five years. Nope. Nope. Not, not five years. That whole, now nah, you're going nah, to have me defending. Well, no, well, no, but no, because whole, the whole, no, no, well, the, even with the Peter bullshit, it was all, it was five years of her. No, Peter changed, and no, Anna no, said I'm not talking, so. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. You're gonna bring up when Marnie Piper came to Port Charles, and uh, you know, the whole Brooklyn. I'm gonna get your well, well, no, well, well, that, but no, I well, like that, Maxie Brooklyn. When they set it up, the whole, you know. Switch a route. I, I thought that was. Oh, um, okay, yeah, okay, with the baby and all. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now I'm talking about yeah. that part of the story. That that now that is where Curtis and Storms. That's where she. I thought she should have been nominated. Okay, yeah, 
Okay, that. yeah. Okay, I will. I, okay, I will give Rodrigo. That's all I'm talking yeah. about. The other shit, yeah. The other but, shit but yeah, but like I said, okay. okay Not they the gave other Max, shit. <laughs> but yeah, but okay, they gave Maxie something substantial to do for what? A year out of the five years. At least a year. Then they went back to the bullshit. But at least I got that Maxie had, you know, she was smart and she came up with this plan. She stuck with it. Uh, she out. And then she has all these goddamn. She has all these fucking children by different fathers. It's just like, why saddle Maxie with all these fucking children? Like, well, why? We, don't, we don't get to see them anyway. It's just like, what's his name? Came like out. That, it's like that with a lot with all of these. Like, Carly has all these kids by different men. It, it, Sam does. Uh, Elizabeth does. Like, all these women have all these kids by these different men. There's no rhyme or reason to it. They just have these damn children. Because General Hospital just loves people having babies. And it's just so stupid. And now Molly has baby fever. But we all know good and goddamn well Molly wouldn't want any fucking children. Especially right goddamn now. This well, and also, away. that's another thing. General Hospital really needs to get rid of the dead weight. I get it, you know, you want to be like Days of Our Lives and cycle these characters out, but you're not even doing that. Just Chris and Dan, agree to 40 characters you want on the canvas and get rid of the other 30 because I'm over it. If you're not going to, like Alan said, if you're not going to write for Maxie, get gone. If you're not going to write for Molly, get gone. If you're not going to write for Christina, get gone. I'm sorry. I mean, well, well, you, can't even, you can't even say that about Molly Christina because we barely see the motherfucker. But I love these about characters, but there's no point to them being on the canvas if the writers aren't going to write for them. Because this isn't like the Young and Restless situation. You know, if Josh isn't writing for you, well, there's only 35 characters on Lyondar's canvas. Oh, well. Um, Frank, make firings great again, okay? Yeah, That's honestly. Like, have that ice princess actually we don't need to be friends with everyone and give them a job and whatnot like enough of that it's not just this show the other shows are doing it too where they just can't these say our lives in GH are the worst they can't say goodbye to these characters and just move it along like back in the day like you know we keep bringing up bill bell but bill and agnes they knew when a, when a character had enough you got rid of them or you killed them off that's it there's no time to do 20 or, redemptions. Or, or if it was one, one of them things where it was one of them things the where it came back. No, no. But at least with, with Bill Bell and Agnes Nixon, if it was a character that they liked or they saw that they can breathe new life into, like they, they had a spinoff show to put them on. You know, you know, Bill, he was just like, all right, Sheila's done enough in General City. Let's send the bitch to Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Jeremy Hunter. Yeah, he's done in Pine Valley, so we're gonna send the motherfucker to Corinth to get murdered. You know, it's just like, yeah. you know, it's stuff like that, but we don't have that anymore. So like uh, even with I mean, ugh, even with Sally Spectra, you know, Sally's done enough in LA. Take her ass in General City. So and you know, my like, thing but, with but GH doesn't have that. Days doesn't have that. That's why I said I, I wish Peacock would give Days like a, a 30 minute spinoff in a fictional version of Chicago. Like, it would make sense with all these damn things. Even with Bill Bell, is why and our Bill Bell always kept that cast very huge. He know what he knew what to do do with characters, and he knew when it was time for them to go or introduce new ones. Bill Bell consistently had fifty characters on his canvas. Whether you were a lawyer or Jill Foster or John Silva or 
uh, Rex Sterling, whatever, there were consistently 45 to 50 characters on a Bill Bell, Young and Restless. But he knew how to manage that. They just can't have these big casts and not know what to do with them. That, okay, the nurse's ball proves something to me. So they did the magic Milo, right? Great number. All the guys looked great. And people are saying, oh, they should keep this. He was great as the guest star dancer. I'm like, oh, who's that guy with the really hairy chest and big muscles? He's really buff. He's really cute. Come to find out, child, I didn't know that was Yuri. I totally, because they haven't shown him in four weeks. And I was like, oh, wow, that is him? And that just goes to show, like, we don't know who these people, like, Amy, you're still in Port Charles? It's the weird thing. They have got Fuck Amy. She got on my nerves today, too. And, like, even, and this is no shade to actors, because we are truly discussing writing. But wasn't even Bernay Watson in the 60th anniversary cast photo? When's the last time we saw Aunt Stella? Right. We ain't seen Aunt Stella in two months since Curtis and uh, Porsche's wedding. Yeah. Like, uh, that shit's ridiculous. And it's even more ridiculous when you have two fucking head writers. What's the fucking point? Exactly. Y'all have this big cast, but you got two of these fucking idiots that can't manage nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad because I really thought they were older, but then y'all told me that I'm like Chris and Dan around my age. Oh yeah, they're young, yeah. but shit. They're like like if you remember when Chris had Twitter, all of his soap stuff was 1990s all my children, and you know, discussing how his first soap interactions were like with Sarah Michelle Geller's Kindle and all of that jazz. Well, well, well why he up here writing like he don't know what the fuck he's doing it? Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what? Shit, you, you, I can't tell. Shit, because yeah. the way these two motherfuckers write stuff, you would have thought they started watching shows back in shit 2011. The way these motherfuckers write, uh, you would have thought their introduction was Maria Bell doing two doppelgangers on the Young and the Restless. <laughs> okay, they, they okay. And Chris and Dan do too many maturely mature stories. I'm tired of it. I'm writing for the strike material where they're probably, they're probably gonna get Gary Tomlin to be the head writer, but he's, he's already FICOR. So you can come in and start some new shit that doesn't involve, is this person my mommy or daddy? Fuck that. Well, and Alan, I think you're totally right, but um, let's go around the circle here. Let's not let it all be doom and gloom. Um, Alan, we'll we'll actually just start with you, hon. What is one uh, thing that you're loving about GH and one thing that you're hating? I'm liking that they have Ethan back. I like that they actually recast him because that last actor has views that I do not care for. So I'm all for blondies, and they're even their Twitter out a bitch bit about it. Why is he blonde? You've seen actors, new actors who didn't look like the previous actor before people. Alicia Minshew didn't look like Sarah Michelle Geller. Right, like I said, this is not this is not a Liza Colby situation. No, I'm fine with New Ethan. It is fine because y'all know I didn't give two fucks about that damn Nathan Parsons. So fine. <laughs> um, and then Alan, what's one thing you're hating about GH? Willow, bye, bitch. <laughs> Willow. <laughs> 
Um, Alan said it like that, bitch. (laughs) Alan said it like the time you told him to shut up when we stopped recording that one night. He was like, tags. Mm. (laughs) No, I said, don't tell me to shut up. And then Tiggs oh. was like, well, Alan, I'm so sorry. Oh, okay, because Alan said, now hold it, bitch. <laughs> um, Tiggs, what about you? One thing you're loving, one thing you're hating. Um, <laughs> one thing I'm loving. Uh, the Sprina Adventure. There you go. Hmm. Oh, and Love to see Jane Elliott. She looks weird with long hair, but I like it. I'm so used to her with short hair. It's fine. And I hate we just got one glimpse of her and then they didn't show her today. Like, I would have rather saw her than some fucking Carly. And then Rodrigo, what about you? One thing you're loving and one thing you're hating. Uh, one thing I'm loving, of course, is Sprina. Um, finally front and center in an adventure story. They're getting magazine covers and all type of shit and frank is finally using them for their purpose they are young good looking beautiful super super couple in the making you put them front and center and you let them play with the vets as well this is how you do it and i'm enjoying it the couple days i didn't see uh tabiana and nicholas i was bored but this minute you put them back on the scene, it's excitement again. And it's just it's just amazing to watch. And it's going into the summer. You push this, you keep this going, Chris and Dan. Thank you for letting them kiss, have hot kisses now. Now they're official. If it wasn't for fucking what was going on, on that boat, maybe they could have had five, 10 minutes to go and screw a little bit, but I think they're gonna save it for their first for Trina's first time. But it, it's it's that's what I love. That's what you're supposed to do. What I'm hating, and it has nothing to do with Nathan Parsons and the recast of Ethan. Why is this character back? Why is this not Lucky? Why isn't this not Lulu? I'm so tired of them not bringing back Lucky and Lucky and Lulu, Laura's children. They are both in a damn coma. Laura needs her damn kids. Like not no damn bastard child of that brillo head piece of shit that cheated on her while they were on the run and then had another baby with her, like no 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 i don't care for that i do not, i have never liked this i either. agree i agree you are right. but no fuck you tony gary I mean, fuck you tony gary for coming up with this stupid idea in the first place you promoted it in the first place you wanted it you got this stupid storyline of having luke having the time. They were on the run. Where would Luke have had the time to cheat on damn Laura with damn Holly and not know he had... Uh, no. Now, if I, they, rec- now if they were to retcon that paternity, that I would be fine with. That's yeah, why I, I always yeah, wanted I Robert, Robert to be the father. Like if they Robert, say that, like, if Ethan said, oh yeah, before Victor was going to sell me off to die, he revealed something to me. Oh my god, son, what did he reveal to you? And then, ta-da, he's really Robert's child instead do that yeah because like i said we 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 had to see no we we had to see ethan again because that's the whole reason why holly was doing victor's bidding we we do knew we do need either lucas lorenzo spencer jr or leslie lou back 
it's it's ridiculous that neither one of Laura's children are on this canvas. Like, I, and ain't no telling what they're gonna be doing with Nicholas. You know how this fucking show is. Cause that that should be the next crux of the story. Once this is all said and done, Laura need to be like, "Where the fuck is my son? <laughs> I need to find my damn son. No, I'm gonna find this motherfucker. We are gonna find him. Where the fuck is Nicholas?" Because that's going to be yet another dangling thread. Because it's like, okay, Mason took him, so his boss, who need, which needs to be Olivia Jerome, played by Beth Chamberlain, thank you. Like, wh- what are we doing here? That's another like, story that's taken three years. This, this whole Austin Mason, who their boss is, who they're working for, what they really did, and all this shit. I said, Chris and Dan, don't, please don't make it another, don't reveal this in 2025. When you finally gonna reveal who the damn boss is and what they've been doing all this time, like come on, like stop that bullshit. I don't like it. It's it's stop it. But um, but see, because Rodrigo, that's the point. They don't know. They don't know. Why do you think we we dealt with that that horrible list or someone? They didn't know. Why do you think we dealt with with Hat Daddy, schizophrenia? They didn't know. That's why, and, and that's the point. That's why a lot of these fucking stories drag. They didn't know what the fuck Victor's plan was. That's why it's taken us two fucking years to get here. They didn't fucking. Yep. Like the only reason they pulled the whole Nina and Willow shit out of their asses was because they saw the shit on Twitter. We have been talking about it on Twitter for five years, so they finally pulled the trigger. And that was yeah, that was gonna be the original story anyway. So they 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 just took what was gonna happen anyway had Stafford stayed, and. And ran with it, so like, uh, yeah, the yeah. Only, the, yeah. Only added, the only thing they added, the only thing they added was five years to run with it. The only thing <laughs> they added was, was, was the twin angle. Like that's the only thing they added to this. But that's always been in the works that either Willow or or Nell was going to be the daughter. That's always been that. But but sorry with Willow because that's where the story originated from. But yeah, it's just I, I just need better. With these stories ending, I need, if you're going to start these new stories, I, I need better pacing, beginning, middle, end, six to nine months. I don't need to. And, and that's, that's why I said I want Nina to be the one to find out about Michael and Dex and blow that shit out the motherfucking water. Mm-hmm. I want her to because I'm just so sick and tired of this. Like, this whole hate for Nina is so irrational and over the top and just bad, bad soap. It's just bad storytelling. <laughs> Like you can't have Willow you, in one sentence talking about family, the importance of family, and then you're gonna shun your own mother out. Your well, way. what I hate about it is this whole okay, so they're like, uh, oh, Nina, well, you're Sonny can go, Sonny can go, but not Nina. But then, like, but then on the flip side, Willow's like, please find my aunt. So I'm like, ah, Liesel, bitch, you didn't even know Liesel, please. Oh, oh, no, oh, no, Casey. No, she back to talk, calling her Dr. Obrecht now because I asked me. Oh, shit, see, I got to watch uh, today. Because yeah. <laughs> when, when she was talking to Brooklyn and Sasha, she was calling her ass Dr. Obrecht. Because I hate being Aunt Liesel no more, how, huh? I hated how Michael was like, you want me to call over your Aunt Liesel? What? Like, <laughs> This shit makes no sense. Um, that's it, it doesn't I mean. like the whole basis. Like, well, you know how Nina is about boundaries and blah blah blah. Shut the fuck 
up. Like from the moment she found out that girl was her daughter, that woman has been trying to move heaven and earth to make sure she sees another fucking day. And I can't you even remember me. the last time Nina did a bad thing. I really she didn't. She hasn't. And, and it's just one of the things. It's like Willow. Okay, you don't know if you're gonna I die. I don't know. She did paralyze Ava Jerome and put a baby out of her. Oh, oh yeah, we know. Well, we know. You know, Carly pointed that out today because you know Carly was just. I don't get why you're friends with her. Even, even though Carly <laughs> did like a bad thing, like literally with Nina. Like the whole thing with Nina is a huge crime that Carly committed, but yet she throws. Something oh oh oh, Nina. oh oh yeah oh oh but no oh, no God. yeah no oh no Ava caught her out on that today, Casey. But you know Carly, her Trump card. She just threw Morgan in her face, like. Carly's going to get on your fucking nerves today. It's like, oh God, a, no, Ava, Ava was really trying with her. Ava wasn't being bitchy. She wasn't being catty. Ava was just trying to understand and she was trying to warn. She's like, Carl, come on now. Ain't none of us saints here. Like, just give Nina a little bit. Well, well, this is Willow's decision. It's like, Carly, you know damn well if you sat down with Willow, and especially if you told Willow about your history with Bot. Willow will pretty much do any fucking thing you tell her to. Because she's stupid. She will forgive Nina right now if Carly told her to. I get it. So it's like, she she killed me. It's like she doesn't have the power when she really does. And like I said, the minute she did start feeling bad or Ava was getting her, then she wants to throw Morgan in her face. It's like, oh, girl. Well, I mean, that whole, the Morgan thing, I'm gonna defend Carl just for a second there. I get that with her. I think what Ava did, as long as much as I love me my Ava Jerome, her switching those meds is probably the one of the worst things she could have ever done to a human being is switching out there. Well no the uh, worst thing she could have ever did was murder Connie in cold blood. We just couldn't stand Connie. No, yeah, well, what she did was but wrong. Then but thing, what my thing about the that was, was, is that what, what happened to Morgan was an unfortunate accident. You know what I'm saying? Carly what she did to Nina was deliberate. The both times she lied to that woman about her kids. That was deliberate. And my thing is with Ava and the whole placebos and Morgan, is that's not what ended Morgan's life. Yeah, Morgan's life, like he was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Oh no, we know what accident. I think we know what ended. We all know what ended. Because bipolar or not, Carly should have taught her son to never steal people's cars and go for joy rides around Port Charles. Because my thing is, is like you know, with Ava, they left Ava there to burn alive because Sonny and Carly felt holier than thou. And it's like, really, Carly? What about Tony Jones? What about AJ Quartermain? What about all the people you've targeted through the years because you but felt Ava has, built Portugal. But Ava has paid dearly for what she Oh, we're saying Brian Chamberlain brutally murdered her daughter. No, and yeah, then, she burned her, her half then, her face was burned. Yeah. Then it went from half his face was burned to the No, line. I don't ever want to hear about bad things Ava has done because exactly like Ryan Chamberlain brutally murdered her daughter yeah. and then Ava he sicked his own daughter on her. Yeah. To torture like, and her to for this two day. Years. To this day, and nobody talked about Connie. But I like the way Mara played that when I do like that. Yeah, you're gonna love that case because she did Morgan, 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 you know. Oh, that you just because that's the one regret Ava's like, had. Yeah. Ava's <laughs> reaction is just like what she did to Morgan is something she will always regret. And like, and and it's just one of them things where like 
yeah, she just and she loved Morgan too, you know. And, and Carly was just being her. horrible today. Like Ava didn't even know about Trina being kidnapped or whatever, and then Carly just going off at the mouth. Yeah, like, oh, you want to, oh, you want to help out because you couldn't save Trina, and like, Ava, like, what the fuck are you talking about? What's wrong with Trina? Mm-hmm. Like Carly putting her fucking foot in her mouth, and like I said, that's the problem with the character. Like when you have a character like Carly, yes, Carly is being Carly. But when you don't have characters take her to task and check her and drag her and make her pay for the thing that she does, it makes the character unwatchable and unsufferable. And any Carly fan with a lick of fucking sense can understand that. Yeah, you love Carly so much, but I guarantee you, if if somebody like if Carly came to you and talked to you the way she does Nina and Ava, you'd be worried to beat her motherfucking ass. So it's just like no. Let's, well, let's see what happens tomorrow's episode because Carly and Nina are gonna go at it again at at Windermere. So let's see like how this is gonna play out because now and again another thing, another kudos Cynthia Watros the way she played Nina's yeah. reactions for not getting that invite to the wedding. My God. And then, the then way and, Willow, you miserable, you miserable. Oh, the way bitch. Cynthia played that was just like. It was so like, good. My whole thing, like, even it, 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 even like when you're close to death, you're just being so petty and mean and spiteful. Like, why can't you can't deal with Nina for one day? For one day, you can't just deal with Nina for that one day. But you want Michael to deal with Sonny for that one day? Well, you know, Sonny raised you. Yeah, he raised him to get shot and kidnapped, and then kill his father. And I, what people, I think what people are forgetting in this whole story is that Nina is a victim too. Her children were snatched out of her. Mm-hmm. The same way she snatched Ava away from, um, yeah, it was when Ava she, away from Ava. she got it done to her with two children. She never had a chance to be a mother. She was in a coma for 20 years. And yeah, she didn't up. even know it was consciously happening. Never knew she had a, she had a baby. Yeah, never knew, ever. Baby. So imagine you finally find out that you can be a mother again. And unfortunately, it is with the woman that you've been fighting with for the last five years. But that went out the table, out the window when she found out that Willow was hers. Yeah. Um, But that's what you're supposed to do, though, because all the Nina haters online. Well, she's only trying to be nice to her because she's her daughter. No fucking shit, you dumbass. Why would she continue to treat the girl like shit when she's sick and that's her daughter? After everything Nina's been through and wanting a daughter, why would she continue treating Willow like shit that stupid? And recently, anytime she's any been into it with Willow, she's had a reason to. Because Willow and Michael decided to, to fight Carly's battle for her. What happened between Carly and Sonny and Nina is none of Willow and Michael's fucking business. The whole reason Michael had this beef with Sonny because he was mean and his mommy and Jenny wanted to be with her anymore. Motherfucker, you are 30 with two kids. 35 with two kids. What Nina has done to Willow does not compare to what that damn Harmony did to her. Exactly. All all Nina has done to Willow was be mean to her and be a bitch. Who the fuck cares? That was years ago when she was a student teacher in Charlotte's class. Charlotte is in high school now. Who cares? Yeah. Nobody. And for Willow to just, well, you would think Nina has tried to kill her several times. She snatched one of her babies. Like, like when she was talking to Michael about 
sunny and all that. And in the same breath, well, I don't have to worry about that because Nina's not a part of my life right now. And she probably never will be. Mm-hmm. For you to be like sick and dying to still be that fucking cruel, you don't deserve to live, you little bitch. Like this is like, and like that's what Ava was trying to tell Carly today. Like Willow's dying, Carly. She's dying. And y'all can't just get over how much y'all hate Nina for five minutes. Willow's dying. This is stupid. But nope, Carly being Carly, she don't want to let it go because she's a petty, spiteful bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, something that I'm liking, well, in fact, the thing that I'm loving the most is truly Spencer and Trina to echo what Rodrigo said. Um, they're the best part of the show right now. And I'm loving that finally they get their super couple adventure. Um, hopefully this is the first of many. Um, and then, yeah, I already said the thing I'm hating. It's Willow. I don't get the point of the character or the story anymore. Um, but anyway, I think this has been a great discussion about GH's 60th anniversary week and what's going on on the show at the moment. We got to cover so much and like always, we would love to hear everybody's thoughts. Um, but in the meantime, to keep up with more thoughts from your co-host, Alan, where can they find you on Twitter? If you are a GH actor who would like to block me, you can follow me on Sur- You can find me on Sarapa. No, we are not going to <laughs> Alan. Uh, <laughs> God. Um, Tiggs, what about you? Where can they find you? You can find me at the Ben Master Part 2. Wonderful. Rodrigo, what about you, dear? Find me at Rodrigo's World 81. Very good. You can find me at KCS Hutch. And you can also find our show on Twitter at the chat underscore podcast. And you can find us on Facebook at the chat show podcast. And we'll see everybody next week for hot topics with a special days of our lives and bold and beautiful discussion. It's been a while since we've gotten to discuss those two soaps. So we'll hit you up next week with a full discussion of everything going on in Salem and Los Angeles. But until then, thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye, y'all. Wash our asses. Thank you.